I like old barns and buildings, abandoned half fallen down, holes in the walls you can see right inside. I like tractors, trailers, old broke down hay balers, half sunk in mud, lift right where they lie. Like junk just like dad did and his dad did before and my mother's antiquing sometimes goes too far if you need a part to complete your collection we got what you need come to jr's junkyard but i come from a long line of junkers we buy more than we've ever sell well st peter says son you can't bring that stuff up here have junkyards in hell. Well, I hope they'll have junkyards in hell. Welcome to another episode of the Petcast. I am, as always, Adam Ball. To my left is Colin Darrow. Next to him, AJ Tactical. And finishing out the round here, Murph Cat. All right. So uh, this is the first time that Colin's ever been on the show. So we're going to break him in the hard way. Break him in hard style. Break, break him in hard <laughs> style. Hit me with it. All right. Go, Murph. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't know where we were going with it. Yeah. I got... I'm trying to keep it PG, so... (laughs) I had a good one. Oh, damn it. I picked the wrong person. All right, Colin. Um, So, you're obviously Casey's little brother. Yes. Uh, What brought you into the fold of pack rats? Um, I have been around it all my life. I have always looked forward to coming and working here and being a part of the family business. Um, I used to love as a kid just coming in and checking out all the cool stuff, seeing what I could take home and mess with. And yeah, I just love the whole business aspect of it and just love being here. Okay. So um, I'm trying to think of other things that we could also parlay this into. I know when you're here, you know a lot about the guns, you know, the cars and stuff. Um, but I mean, you just got back from a trip and I heard that hunting is a sport that's very close to your heart. So where did you just go? Do you want to talk about it or? Yep. I just got back from Iowa, was out basically walking in the woods for four straight days looking for deer antlers, something that some people are like, why the hell would you do that? (laughs) But to me, it's basically what I do. And if I'm not working, that's where I want to be at and just love to do it. Okay. So how does that love of the sport play into your everyday life into the store here? Well, um, I love being here, but on nice days, I look outside and I'm like, damn, I'd really like to be in the woods <laughs> and I'd really like to be deer hunting. But I love being here and talking to all the customers that also deer hunt and like guns and like the same thing that I like can relate to them. And sometimes I carry on a conversation too long, but it's fun in that. I think it's that a Darrow one. trait. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It's what? hard It's hard not to get wrapped up in conversations when people have, like, interests. Oh, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's you just, feel rude to walk away from them. Yeah. But just you get, look over the counter, and there's, like, five people, and you're like, oh, man. All right, man. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get back with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a couple people today. We had uh, Caleb in, and then mm-hmm. Alex came in, and... Wrapped yourself up for another like 15, 20 minutes while you're having a conversation with them. But also at the same time, you're keeping your head on a swivel, trying to make sure that other people are getting served, if you will. Yeah, that's the main thing. The customers that are actually there for business definitely come first. And the ones that just want to talk, that's awesome. I love talking to people, but you also got to get the business done first. Yeah. 
And I mean, most of the people, they don't necessarily, well, I mean, some people do come in for the conversation, I guess. Uh, but these people that you do have a conversation with, they do become oh, customers yeah. and, or they are customers and then become conversations. Oh yeah. They're our friends, customers or, but there's awesome such people. Right. And as what I learned from my last job, there is such a thing as letting a conversation go so far and then you have to be, I don't know, responsible enough to cut it off and go into the next person. That's something that I find that I have trouble with from time to time. Yep. That's what makes our customers so great, too, is that we can be so friendly with them and have long conversations with them as you would your friends. Absolutely. AJ, how was uh, West today? It was super slow. Yeah? Super slow. Kind of that middle of the month lull. Um, we're kind of starting to see that right now. But regardless, numbers are really good. So it's funny how sometimes it just doesn't really correlate. Like you won't really have any foot traffic, but then you look at the numbers at the end of the day and it's really good. And then some days you can just be absolutely slammed, but it's people pretty much just walking around, you know, and asking questions and stuff. So in that time of the year where like people, like the people who filed their taxes in January are finally getting their money back. So we're seeing some of that money come in. Mm hmm. Um, I, I'm assuming you guys have seen that as well there. I think definitely, but I really, I mean, I knew like everybody obviously knew that tax season was coming. So I was like gear in my head for like every day. It's gonna, there's not going to be no break. Like we're going to be eating at three o'clock, four o'clock. Like we're just going to be absolutely slammed. So I kind of like geared for that. And then it happened for like two days and then it just kind of is like back to normal. And I'm just like, hmm, okay, well. I was all geared up for that and <laughs> wasn't uh, didn't happen like I expected. But really, I think that ties into just a lot of things that are going on in the world right now, too. That's things true. are expensive. Yeah, things are expensive. People don't necessarily know if they want to spend their money on certain things because they don't know the certain future. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do believe that people are still willing to spend their money on guns. For sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know how many times today I heard, I need to find me a gun for the new constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, some people really are looking forward to that. Oh yeah, isn't it? Ohio is about to pass it, or they did pass yeah. it. DeWine like, signed, signed it. it today. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it takes effect in like ninety days 90 or something. Days, yep. But a, a <laughs> lot of um, misconception with that. Okay, is uh, it doesn't bypass. You know, there's a there's a check mark on the background check. You know, no nicks background check because you have a concealed carry license. That won't apply to that. You we're still going to have to run paperwork. You know, regularly. Oh, oh, yeah. On a background check. That's probably why they did that. So now every single person, once the concealed carry expires, has to mm-hmm. register your gun. Mm-hmm. Or not register, but has to do the background check. And also, Send like, I've had a couple people ask me, like, are you still going to be able to get concealed carry license? Yes. It's not like they're going to do away with them. You can still you can still go get them. So you don't necessarily need to have the license, but you can still conceal? Mm-hmm. Okay. I a mean, lot of tr- states have done that. Ohio is one of the last ones to kind of get on board or one of the later ones, I shouldn't say last, but later, a lot of other States. I mean, I think it was in 16 when I lived in Idaho, they did that. They passed constitutional carry. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too familiar with it. I'm the type of guy. Yes, I do own guns and I do believe you should be able to own guns, but I don't really feel like I need to carry a gun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I te- mean te- te- teach own, their own. Yes, for sure. I mean, there's no, Training, they, what, training in any type is never a bad thing. Correct. Like, yeah. That and see, obviously, I love guns. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up with guns. You know, they can be a lot of fun and they have a lot of uses. But guns without training is a terrifying thing to me. So 
now that it's actually not required to go get training to have a concealed weapon terrifies me. I don't really agree with it a whole lot. I, I still think there should be some type of knowledge because the laws don't change, you know, just because you can constitutionally carry now, you know, it doesn't mean like when you get pulled over, you don't have to declare your firearm to a police officer. And, you know, any class that I've taken, there's always been a two, three hour long session of some type of lawyer. Like these are the laws. These are the do's and don'ts. Well, guess what? If you don't know that, you're never going to know it because you never took a class to be able to do it. That's and, true. And ignorance of the, of the law is, is not, not an excuse. Not an excuse. <laughs> I mean, they don't like, we can, oh, I didn't know, judge. Sorry. And that definitely, that's not, that's not going to go over well with a police officer either. One of the things that I'd necessarily, I won a uh, CCW class and I didn't want to take it mm-hmm. because one of the things is that you have to, whenever you get pulled over, you have to have your hands on the steering wheel and you have to wait. And there's all like these, processes that you have to do mm-hmm. and to me I, I it wasn't worth it for me mm-hmm. i mean just uh wasn't that what you do when you get pulled over anyway like i don't know that's what <laughs> yeah, i do oh yeah for sure shut the car off make don't sure my shoot me motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> but and also i mean just because you take a class and you get a certificate for it doesn't mean that that doesn't mean anything you actually have to go get the license mm-hmm. and even if you don't carry it does have its advantages and it eliminates the separating the ammo and the handgun, you don't have to do that. Okay. That you was kind of like, I, I don't have a CCW, but I always thought it'd be cool to like, just kind of keep a loaded gun in the truck, like truck gun kind of thing. Yeah. You have to be, you have <laughs> to be conscious gun. of that. And yeah. we also like tell people that, you know, if they purchase handgun and an ammo put and in, ammo, like, put hey, in a different spot. Yep, yeah. Different yeah. spot. <clears throat> so even now, like they still have to be in separate spots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, one of the things that I enjoy going out to the fish and game mm-hmm. and, Plinking around, uh, I was told that you can't have a loaded mag in the car. Is that true? If it is a handgun magazine, uh-huh. you can. If it is a rifle magazine, you cannot. Okay. What if you have the rifle and the magazine in two separate spots in the car? Like- the magazine cannot be at an at-ready okay. position is basically the wording of the law. Okay. So, yeah, like if you have like an AR-15 or a rifle or, you know, anything that takes magazines, you can't have loaded mags. But, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, if you have, like, a, a pistol and or anything that's categorized as a pistol and you have a CCW, there's no problem with it. Hmm. Okay. I mean, this is all interesting stuff. I don't know any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just came into the whole gun thing probably in the last year or two. Disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. So That's a very good point. Don't yeah. take... So it's not legal advice. It's not legal advice. Not legal advice. Yeah. And I'm, being, I'm not joking around about that no, either. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I laugh about a lot of stupid shit, and it is kind of funny, but at the same time, no, this is not legal advice. Don't take this to, uh, oh, sorry, officer, I heard this on a podcast mm-hmm. this afternoon. It's- I'm even really careful about what I say to, you know, when customers ask questions and stuff. Like, I tell people, you know, they'll ask me things about the law, and I'm like, I'm not a lawyer, but this is my understanding of it. Oh, yeah. If you you got to figure it out sure, for yourself. You can't just say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I- a lot of people they misinterpret things and I don't then want they take it as the like, truth. I got pulled over the other night, told him what you said, and I got in trouble. <laughs> AJ's fault. Oh, okay. I'm in jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pack rats. I have ten thousand dollars in legal fees. I'm like, that sucks, dude. You can pawn something. Like, <laughs> you want to pawn that gun you just bought? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. The police seized it. Ah, uh, yeah. So let's keep on the gun talk and everything. What uh, as you, you're west, you're. I mean, I would say now you're east, but mostly defiance. Yep. Um, what type of guns do you guys see that are most 
highly sought after uh, coming out of the store? Um, right now, I mean, it probably is carry guns. Um, that's what everybody's asking for. And I mean, there's different times of the year where hunting season, obviously, you're going to see the you got any 450 Yeah, 450, 350, the straight wall cartridges. You're going to see that. Now it's just groundhog season. Summer comes along. Everybody's, oh, you got 17 HMRs, 223s. I need something to take care of my groundhogs. Swift. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's always different. I think right now, though, the most common thing I see is three things. AR-15s, shotguns, and a concealable handgun. Oh, yeah, anything self-defense-wise. Yep. Everybody's got their heads that way. Yep. And I'm trying to I'm trying to bring more of a, well, it sounds corny, but more of a tactical sort of feeling. But it's, it's, it's a niche. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find people that want to get into the full-size handguns with red dots. And, but it's really fun to see, like, oh, it gets me excited <laughs> when, you know, I have a handgun in there with a red dot or something, and someone's like, "Oh, let me look through that. I've never, I've never used one or something." I'm like, "Man, it'll change your life. You'll never want to use iron <laughs> sights again." And they'll look through it, and they're like, "Oh, that's so cool! Like, I need to get into something like that." And I'm like, "Well, guess what? I got everything you need for it." I think that definitely comes with age and style too. For like, sure, the older guys obviously they're gonna want the older wooden guns that they grew up with. They see the newer plastic guns. They say plastic guns mm-hmm. and that they're not they say they're junk they're gonna want the old wooden guns and you got any 1911s back to back world war yeah. champions you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> which those are good guns don't get me wrong but there's a lot of new upgrades that some people just don't know about yeah and that yeah that's and that's the thing like i don't think people that have delved into it as much as like maybe like you know curtis and i or you know, Colin and I have our stuff like I've shot competitions before. Um, I've had my hands on extremely high dollar handguns and stuff. And I get everything like has a use. You know, I'm not going to go shoot a competition with a 1911. You know, they have better things out there now. But um, it is amazing, like some of the technology out there, even for guns that just make them absolutely spectacular. <laughs> when it comes, I mean, accuracy wise, trigger wise, everything everything so it's just you know giving things a chance and that does come with what you want to do with it if you're going to shoot competition obviously you need those things if somebody wants it for home defense or whatever truck gun they're going to say oh that's useless they don't Mm -hmm. want that so it just depends what they want it for but that's why we got a variety of things at pack rats exactly i'm saying some lady asked me earlier today she's like what do you think about high points (laughs) i'm like I don't oh. know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, but like, two. If you're looking for a two hundred dollar gun, high points where you want to be. I, I love the classic. I'm sure you guys have probably heard it. Well, if you run out of ammo, you can just throw it at them. <laughs> you can just hit them with it, or you can use it as a hammer. And if you yeah. get real desperate, you can tie it to your boat and use it as an anchor. Oh yeah, that's the one right there. I heard that one today. But I think I heard that one yesterday. Like a lady, a lady, she came in and she. I mean, she ended up buying like a decent. I mean, it was a twenty two long rifle. She's like, what do you think about high points? And I'm like, well, I don't know. If you want to buy a, if your your life is only worth 200 bucks to you, like if you're looking for a, a defense weapon, if your life is only worth 200 bucks to you, high point is where you're at. I mean, just in my personal opinion, and this is just my opinion, I'm not going to buy a gun that the manufacturer recommends to me that if I want to take it down and clean it, I send it back. What? 
They yeah. recommend that if you want it cleaned or anything done to it, just send it back. It's not worth your time taking it apart because you're probably not going to get it back together. Yeah, it's not good. That No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, but guess I, what? I've I, ran 3,000 rounds through one, and I haven't never had a malfunction. <laughs> I heard that one yesterday, too. Well, I remember there was a dude the other day, and he was like, well, how do you take that down and clean it? And I just poked. Wow, that's quick. You know, it was Taurus, but. Whatever. Breaks down just like a clock. Yeah. I mean, they all, I'm like, pretty much there's like three ways to break down a handgun. Like, if you know those three ways, you got it. So, I was going to say that you guys are the gun guys, but also Murph here, he is the straight up proprietor of the GNS, what is it? GNS? GNS Lounge. Lounge. Uh, guns and Gat. No, Guns and Strats. Gats and Strats. Gats and Strats. This boy, he knows guitars and he knows guns. Now, I don't think you have. Do you? Did you hunt? Did you hunt ever? Well, so I did my like my fair share like rabbit squirrel hunting, and I did a lot of duck hunting when I was a kid. So my dad was forty one years old when I was born. So like he was not about like doing like cool stuff when I was you know like, hey dad, you want to do this? He's like I'm fifty three, you know like whatever. So he never took me deer hunting or anything like that. I've never been deer hunting. So I had a, a friend whose dad used to take me rabbit and squirrel hunting all the time when I was a kid. And then uh, we go duck hunting because you sit down the majority of the time. He was all about that. Just sit down, wait for him to come to you. You can talk off. and do whatever yeah. the hell you want yeah. until you see him coming. <laughs> yep. So, like, Colin would do, Colin would always be like, oh, I want goose hunting this morning. I'm like, man, I haven't shot a fucking bird in a long time. Because it's, I mean, it's, shooting birds is is, like, crazy cool. Because oh, you awesome. like you just you just you watch them you watch their wing pattern you watch the way they're flying you time them pop and then you watch them drop and you feel like a fucking god you know <laughs> <laughs> that thing was just flying and then pop bam fall you know um, but yeah so yeah I've I've done my fair share of hunting uh, when I was younger I haven't hunted as an adult I haven't renewed a hunting license since I was fifteen so I've never had an adult license but uh. I don't know. Yeah, my dad was a hunter edu- education instructor. Oh. So um, he was also a competition shooter. He's a very big gun guy. So uh, he's the uh, part of the Black Swamp Area Council uh, shooting sports committee. He was the, the rifle director, shotgun director at Camp Dakota for the last few years. He did Pioneer for Erie Shores Council before that. Um, I think he did. Barry, Camp Barry and Finley for a little bit. So, like, yeah, guns, like my family and guns, like I grew up with them. I've been shooting them my whole life. Um, my dad was, like, FUD, very FUD, <laughs> like the wood guns and stuff like that. And I, uh, when I hit, like, 30, really, basically kind of when I when I had kids, it was the whole, like, mm, I got to protect other people now. So I kind of got into the tactical lifestyle. So I have some. Some AR-15s, some AR-10s, some AK-47s. AK, I have one. Um, got a pretty sweet-ass uh, 308 bolt gun. But yeah, I got some cool some cool guns hanging out. I don't get to shoot them as much as I'd like to. It's expensive. Ammo prices, that's yeah. the problem. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, time ammo prices. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got a gun that's like a... 800, 900 yard gun. You don't want to like fuck around on a 300 yard range either. Like, yeah. 
It's just like wasting your time. I'm going to have a brother that's laid up, so I'm going to need a shooting partner over at the uh, fishing game. So Shoot, I got some nine just, mil hanging out. Just saying. Let's just saying. It. That's where I go. Yeah? Yeah. Fishing game. You go the indoor or you go the outdoor? I've never oh, been outdoor, the indoor. sure. Hell yeah. That's where I go. Isn't All the that, steel plates. Yeah. Can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Isn't the indoor just like pistols and stuff like that? Or can you shoot two, two, three in there? Uh, honestly, just, I, I don't remember, but I think just it's just handgun. handgun. Loads. Yeah. Yep. And, and and by well, handgun I mean, two, loads two, we mean like not fifty a two two three can be a handgun. Well, they and you can shoot like long guns if you can shoot like you can shoot nine mil carbine. Mm-hmm. You can shoot anything uh, that's anything that's like a pistol caliber carbine yep. or whatever. Yep. Cool, AJ. I assume you did some hunting. Not really. Really? Okay. No. Um, it's just something I never really got into. Like I've. I got an uncle that's really big into hunting, but he lived hours away. My dad was never a hunter, and he was also the dad that worked like 12, 14 hours a day. So hunting wasn't really a thing for him. Of course, like I've done, like, you know, Murph said, like rabbits, stuff like that. I lived out in Idaho for a number of years, so I did get a chance to do some, like, duck hunting out there and stuff. It was a lot of fun. It is a blast. Um, But... Since then, I mean, that was probably like 2016, 2015, and I haven't done anything since then. So We'll have to talk to the boss next year on Mondays when we open at noon. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> I'm going to get some waterfowl stamps and yeah. hit up the river. We're going to all go out Monday morning. We're going to hit the river, hit the field, and we're going to shoot some, shoot some waterfowl, and then we're going to come to work. <laughs> Colin, what's your uh, favorite game to hunt? Oh, deer hunting. Um, I love deer hunting. I've done it, shoot, since I was 11. I mean, it, I shot my first deer at 11 years old, did it before that. But I started bow hunting when I was 12 by myself with an actual bow and fell in love with it. I don't hardly touch a gun anymore. I just got into waterfowl hunting probably three years ago, and I fell in love with that too. So they're the same season, so it doesn't really correlate too much, but... I try to shoot my deer early so I can waterfowl hunt the rest of the time. I will say waterfowl hunting is probably more fun than deer hunting just because you get to sit out in the field and bullshit with your friends and until you see them coming and then you hop in the blind. and Shh, quiet, quiet. Yep, something like that. <laughs> you hop in the blind and then shoot them, I guess. But deer hunting, it is peaceful, and I love being in the stand, and I love just – Chasing that one buck or two bucks that you have on that's, camera. Yeah, that's the thing about Colin. He's a like a lot of guys are like shooters. He's a hunter. Yeah, like he he puts up cameras. Mm-hmm. He's he's out there. He like he's checking out. He knows what deer or where when, and yep. he's got a game plan. And he's got the one that he wants, and he gets it. That's the type like of hunter that I respect. That's yeah. hunting. That's not just like, if it's brown, it's down. Yeah. No, not me. That's how my dad taught me to hunt. Like, you're sitting there, you're waiting. Not these people that just uh, fucking get all their buddies to just make mm-hmm. a bunch of noise Push. and run them. Yeah. That's, that's not hunting to now, me. Now, don't get me wrong. When I was younger, I used to do that, and I used to get a kick out of it until I got old enough to realize that that isn't how I want to do it. And, that, and I never would shoot a buck that way. I'd always have my deer killed in bow season, but I'd still go out and do it and just walk for them. And now anymore, I'm like, no thanks. I'm just going to stick to bow hunting. I'll sit in the tree by myself, and I will try to shoot my deer that way. And that's how I've done it every year, I mean, for the last 
so six, you got, seven years. So you got like a guy you've been watching for, what, three or four years? Yeah, the last yeah. year I shot the one I've been looking at for like three years, watching <laughs> him and knew he was back there and <laughs> knew he was going to come back this year. Dedication, and, dedication yeah. to it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's hunting to me. That is 100% And that hunting. makes you feel like if a deer is just running across the field mm-hmm. and you shoot it, like, so what if you watch a deer for three years and you end up killing it? It's like, man. And didn't you guys went to Kentucky and you had you had your eyes on one and you got it like, you got that one too? Yeah, we had, we, me and Casey went down like two or three weeks before and set out all our cell cams and started to realize what deer were on that farm and what deer we were going to be after. And I did kill, end up killing one of the ones that was on the, on the farm that we thought we would kill. And was clear across the farm from where it was, and I didn't think I'd get it. I got pretty lucky, but it <laughs> just happens to work out that way. Man, I haven't been hunting since probably 2000, 2001. It's been fucking years. Yeah. All right. Well, let's break talk that about... Wingmaster out. Mm, maybe. I mean, I've been shooting fucking groundhogs for the past few years. That's not really hunting, though. It's mm, fun, it's a, though. It's farm oh, it is fun. Varmint control. Oh, that's the best. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's talk about some more things that's been going on lately. Um, last Saturday, we had quite the uh, the event. Mr. Murphy here, Curtis Agner, went and tried to take down the oh. the hot beef I have championship uh, What's up? over at Enzymes, which was nine hot beefs. His goal was to hit 10. And it um, did not happen. It did not happen. He tied it was, it was, for nine. I feel for anybody that tries that challenge because that was so at one point eight and a half sandwiches deep. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> it just like I would say at the end of the seventh sandwich, the beginning of the eight, it just got almost impossible to swallow. And I was like halfway through this sandwich, and Adam looks at me and he goes, "You need a bucket or something like that." And I'm like. <laughs> Casey was Casey was at the bar and he was just taking a drink of beer and shit came out his nose and he was like screwed up my sinuses all weekend long and I'm like well I almost threw up like eight hot beef sandwiches all over that table well didn't help Jay was over on the other side like (laughs) (laughs) yeah I thought that was real (laughs) shitty of him by the way I had a lot of I had a lot of pack rat support I, I I do appreciate AJ and Brian came out Casey came out. Adam was there. Jay was there. I would have been there. Yeah, man. You were, I was in town. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta support the group. Like, I don't want to go on the rant about like we're family because I think it's overused and it sounds kind of corny. But we're a small company, and I feel like being involved with each other outside of work is a good thing. Absolutely. You know, someone's so, doing something. You need, you need to support. So them. I, I don't want to sound like. I was doing something for the company, but, but <laughs> I did say like, "Hey, if no, I for sure, if I, I win this motherfucking, if I if I win this title, I'm we're putting pack rat stickers all over this fucking belt because they give you like a child's replica WWE belt." I was like, "We're putting pack rat stickers on that motherfucker," and I had them in my pocket. I was I was ready. I was I thought I thought I had it. I thought you had it too, honestly. But my question is, I want to know what it was like an hour after. Oh, dude, I was at. So I went home, and I, I, I'm not going to lie, I hung out in my bathroom for <laughs> quite some time. And, uh, and then 
I, I had dad responsibilities. I had a Pinewood Derby car to finish, and Adam helped me with that. And then I did. I, I went to I went to Miami area and had another beer. Like so, I could not believe that he came over. Yeah. I helped him with the Pinewood Derby car, and I was like, "So what do you yeah. gotta do?" I think I'm going to go to Erie and have a beer. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Did you get yeah. a pizza too? No, I didn't get a pizza. <laughs> I did not eat anything. I did not eat anything until probably 2 p.m. the next day. I was going to say, because I ate one of them, and I was good at one. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're failing. Casey, I have two, and I'm just good. Casey was like, man, I was watching him shovel out that beef, and I don't think he was doing any fucking favors, man. He was <laughs> loading that bitch on there. <laughs> but, no, it was like, so, yeah. I I weighed one of them and it was like point seven five like this is three quarters of a pound, mm-hmm. so nine in them. What's that? It's like twelve. What's, uh, math math is math. hard. Yeah, so four and a half times. times one. I mean, when you put three yeah. away in three minutes, yeah, I was like, I dude was is gonna a, fucking nail this. I was on a fucking pace there, and then so I would say the first three were easy, the the second three. Three through six were still all right. It was like that seventh, eighth, and ninth one. I don't see how I would have been like, I've got two down. I'm done. Uh, yeah. So what you're saying is you're not going to go for the belt again? Fuck no. Oh. And then there were, there were motherfuckers out there commenting on the on the Facebook post. Like, like go for it, man. If you think you got it, <laughs> I I tell me. Hit me up on Facebook, man. I will come there and I will reach you on, but I ain't going to try it. I ain't going to try it one bit, man. What if, um, what if you had like more motivation? Well, I mean, what if we were like, Hey, so Casey, hundred dollars a person. Casey, I say where money was on the line. Yeah. Casey gave me, he offered me a day off and I mean, that would have been nice, but like, and, and I, I probably could have done like, like some, some more training. Cause all I did was like, <laughs> I drank a shit ton of water earlier that day to kind of like blow my stomach up. But I know there's like a lot of those like they'll eat like pounds of rice to just like stretch their mm-hmm. stomach out a couple of days before. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any kind of prep. Who was that guy that was on Man versus Food? He almost died. Adam, I can't remember his last name. The the host. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. lost bet. all this weight and came back yeah. and just wouldn't do the challenges. I anymore. bet that he probably did a bunch of training for that. Oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, you have to because like, he ate so stupid I've never- amounts. I had never done, I'd done one other eating challenge. I did the the Fired Stone Burger challenge, and that was about two years ago. And I like the Fired Stone people. I like the whole, the compound, the whole compound crew. <laughs> but I don't think they, I don't think they did us any, they did us a disservice on that one. That oh, yeah, the, for sure. Burgers were overcooked. I burnt the top of my mouth on them, onion rings right off the rip. Like, they give you a timer. And then they give you like molten hot onion rings. And you're like, what <laughs> this the is hell? fresh off the grill. Eat it. Yeah. Um, we tried. I tried that one. I think you have 30 minutes, and I think about like 18, 19 minutes into it, I was just like, nope, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. F- yeah. How many patties is it? 10. 10, 10 quarter pound patties. Because I did it right beside him, and yeah. I tapped out at like. <clears throat> Hell, did I make it to 13 minutes? I don't know. I don't is know. it stacked up in one? So yeah. it's 10. Yeah, it's 10 quarter pound patties. A pound of French fries and a half a pound of onion rings. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's no. Like way. I was told by the chef himself that he purposely made it to where it's not obtainable. Mm-hmm. 
And somehow, some like one or two people have obtained it. But I think like when you do a challenge like that, you need to make it somewhat obtainable. What do you get out of it if you win? Nothing. Shit. You get a t-shirt. See, that's the that's the thing. Like, it's not like in my perspective. Like, why do it if there's no absolute like? Yeah, like like I got a t-shirt. I can't fit in now. Like, there's there's a challenge. We were talking about this earlier. There's a challenge in Bowling Green with these uh, heroes at this uh, Southside Six. Like they're obsessed with the number six. It's like sixty six dollars to enter. You have to eat six of their euros, which their euros are massive. Yeah, I ate two of them one night at, at my old job at work, and uh, meat sweats. Just mm. whew, like I bet there's a whole pound of lamb meat in every one of these motherfuckers, and uh, you have to eat six of them in sixty minutes, and they'll give you six hundred dollars. Okay, see that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 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 Firestone one, it's like you eat three pounds of meat, pound of fries, and half a pound of onion rings, and we'll give you a t shirt. So the only and you have to pay fifty dollars for it. Oh man, it's thirty five. Like uh, yeah, something. The only like thing that. that I could see that might be obtainable for me is that cereal challenge. I like the cereal challenge. I mean, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't want. You can put get your own cereal. You can yeah. get your own milk. Yeah. Yeah. Almond you milk. You can do man. it. Where was the pizza one you were talking about? Jack and Doe's in Kenton. Uh, oh, and in we, Kenton, we it's love Finley. We love Jack and Doe's in Finley, except for the one on the on the, the east side of town because they don't open till four. Like y'all yeah, need to, y'all need to, you need to get some lunch hours for us. We we would order a lot more. Oh yeah, um, sure. Not that you listen to this not sustainable all. service. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time, I a couple of different times, I've drove to the other side of town to get Jack and Doe's. Oh yeah, we so will good. drive across town yeah. for it. But I'm, it'd be nicer if that yeah. one like never had two it miles down the street would be open. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hot button this. Um, I had it. I didn't think it was that good. Really? Now whether or not mine was undercooked or whatnot, it kind of sucked. Dude, and all it was was every just, pizza I've had from there has been fantastic. He gave me parts of said pizza and i put it in my air fryer and shit was banging i bet air frying that would be good but it was just like <laughs> floppy it was not that great god no, i don't know bad. i've had some good stuff from there those sammies mm-hmm. those sandwiches all the sandwiches are good that's a sandwich that wasn't bad chicken mm. bacon ranch so i'm gonna give the pizza another try i i need to give the pizza another try tomorrow but we'll be in Finland. i've been hitting up penn station lately let me tell you what their turkey bacon ranch subs are so good oh yeah fresh cut fries and a fresh squeezed lemonade Forget about it. Dude, I need an East Chicago pizza. Been too long. I never had that. Oh, you're not. We used to have native. We used to have an East Chicago in the mall. And then they had like, a, you know where Jersey's is at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like a, an all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, yeah, it was there. pretty good. But then they closed down. I was super upset. I went to Golden Corral the other day. Ooh. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely disgusting. What? What? Golden Crown is closing. No, no way. way. I've never even been there. Chocolate Fountain. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go. No. Which one did you go to? Fortwood? Yeah. Right across from Longhorn Steakhouse. Mm, you did I, a I'm like, service to yourself. I'm like brewing as a, yeah. But it had been like two or three years yeah. since I'd been there. So I was like, okay, it, it can't be that bad. But it it was. So, it was that bad. So we were, we were in Fort Wayne the other weekend, and, and we were talking about that. And like there was a, that's on Lima, Lima Road. Yeah. There was a different uh, Witchmanjigger Golden Corral, but now it's like a a resta Habitat for Humanity restore. <laughs> and his brother like would eat, like would eat, eat, 
and then he had ice cream and he's also got a lactose intolerance and then like like just like he just straight up walked out the door and was like Bleh. Bleh. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. He go, hey Adam, what's up? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's up with all these lactose intolerant people now? I don't know. Where did that come from? Not sure. Gluten. 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 I have a gluten allergy. I mean, <laughs> you do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bread. Yeah. All right. Anything cool happening at uh, Finley West anytime soon? I know you got a giveaway going on. I do have a giveaway going on right now. So if you come into the store, give them a Google review. Yeah, thanks, Adam. I'm Adam. Or, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> thanks. We do kind of look alike. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. It's the glasses. Adam took that offensive. <laughs> He's been hearing it for decades. <laughs> decades. Anyway, come in, uh, give a Google review. Got to do it in, in front of one of us. Doesn't matter who it is. And then we write your name down and your phone number um, so you can win a Rossi 22 Mag semi-auto rifle. It's like a $289 value, so it's a pretty good deal. Um, we're going to do that drawing on April 7th. Cool. Very so, cool. Yeah, and then um, other than that, I don't think that we have anything in the works for really anything coming up. Um, I got some pretty cool guns in yesterday. Drake filmed a video on that, so that'll be coming out soon. And, uh, yeah, we're really starting to get some cool stuff, and actually – I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Gallo Tech. Anybody? Mm-mm. So what it is is it's displays for firearms. It's, it's not really like commercial displays. Um, it's more for like in-home stuff or mm-hmm. like uh, a walk-in. It, so if you want that John Wick looking wall, right? It exactly. Okay, okay. it's like armory type, um, all metal, like all steel. Okay. Um, tons of. Sorry to interrupt you. I think I have seen it. I think I ordered one like two weeks ago. But I don't know if it's the same thing. <laughs> well, they do all kinds of stuff. So you're saying stuff. we're a dealer now? They Shit. Do, yeah. <laughs> they, do, they do lockers. They do rolling gun walls. Um, and they also sell like packages of where it just goes on the wall. It's got, you know, s- holes in it. Shut up. We're not hoping. With... Um, you know, and you can put display. They make all kinds of different displays, shelves, everything. It's really cool. So that's going to be coming in. It was ordered today. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be coming in who knows when. Um, I don't know the lead time on it, but we, we bought this, like, whole package with all these accessories. So that's going to go up behind the, the gun counter and stuff. So I'm actually really excited about that because cool. it's going to look really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Really cool. And you're going to sell them, too, or just displays? Possibly. Possibly. They got pamphlets and stuff that you're going to be able to special order or what? You pretty, don't know yet. Pretty much, I think how it was like explained to me would be like we would have a magazine and then um, obviously they would pay us for it and we would order it and it would be shipped to their house. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Very you know, cool. So I'm not sure if that's something that... So uh, display, it, display it for them and they order it straight from the store. Kind of factory direct jobby. Cool. Yep. Yep. I... I'm not sure if that's a hundred percent deal, but uh, it Go was. Go talk to AJ. It was something that was discussed, but uh, yeah. As for that, I'm actually I'm super excited about that because it's something that the look I've like always wanted to do, and um, you know people were on board with it, which I was really happy about, and uh, yeah, that'll be going up as soon as it comes in. Very rad. And uh, the gun room will be changing for sure. Cool, cool, cool. That's one of the cool things about working for Packraft. It's like, hey, I got this idea. Yes, 
Okay. Like, yep, do it. Do you think it's cool? Do it. Do it. Yep. Man, that's going to be awesome or that's fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, hey, do you think we could... But at least they're honest about it. Do you think we could could put this record player up? Maybe, like, play some records back here? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. No, no, no. I'm going to have the contractor, like, do this whole corner thing. I'm going to have Courtney come in with, like, some pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) Like, you see, like, you see, like, hey, could we do this? Like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we could do it. But we could do it 10 times better than that, too. The thing, yeah. So I learned a lesson very quickly is that, at least in my experience over at West, when you come up with an idea, you don't have to, you know, lay everything out. You just kind of, like, run with it and make it the best you can. And somebody else will see how it kind of goes. It goes from there. You know, I had when I had talked about the gun giveaway and stuff, I had just thought of like, or Vince had come up with the idea of like a gun giveaway. And then he was like, I'll let you handle it. Well, I wasn't sure what he was expecting. And then like I started talking to Adam and we came up with the sheet and he like made some art for it and put it on the TV. And like all, we did all this stuff for it and everything made it cool. Did a video about it, you know, what Drake put on Facebook and stuff. And, uh, you know, Vince came to me later and was like, Hey, that's what I wanted to see from that. So you know, he never told me what he wanted. He was just like, hey, that's that's really what I wanted to see. So it was cool to to kind of get the approval on like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a good job. That's what I wanted to see, even though he didn't really tell me to do anything. Yep. So, but well, that was that was an Adam and me. That was a joint thing. I, I'm not taking all the credit for that for sure. Yep. We ought to do like a secret giveaway in one of these podcasts to see who's listening to yeah. it all the way through. That's a good idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. Won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin. What, what uh, we got anything cool coming up here in Defiance that uh, you know of, like gun-wise? Something hidden in the back? Oh, really? Nothing to brag about off the wall, but there is new guns coming out every day is all I can say. Yeah. Okay. Um, we sold that. That what was that that national what was it called national? That standard. Standard. 1911. 1911 with like the, the crazy blue in Yeah, on. that thing honestly got my heart pumping. Yeah. It was and nice. And that, that didn't even make it in the case. No. That just that just sold. Yep. So yep. come in, come in all the time. Yep. There's not many guns that get me going like that, but probably luckily I was in Iowa that week. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was I was pretty jealous of some of the stuff you had coming out here. I know a couple you times guys, I've, I've looked You guys it. just sold the fucking unicorn over there, didn't you? Oh, oh. yeah. I sold a Smith & Wesson 686-6 uh, Dreamcatcher, 75 of 200. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. I knew that my buddy was getting it before he even got it. Mm-hmm. That went over and sold it to him. That gun was, like, sweet. And I didn't even know he was selling it to you guys. And I'm like, I seen it online. I was like, there's no way that was not him because there ain't. I nobody heard, else would yeah, have it. Ain't heard nobody else getting it, so that was pretty cool. But I know, I know you guys. A couple weeks or a month or so ago or whatever, you had like an FAL, and then you had that, you know, M1 Grand and yep. stuff. Oh yeah, and we've had some awesome guns. Was that, oh yeah, that big collection of guns, the new old stock guns. Mm-hmm. There was some banger guns in there. Mm-hmm. There was some awesome guns. Some guns that we had to ship all over the place because nobody could ever get their hands on them. Mm-hmm. Well, we had them. Now, that's pretty dang cool when you got to send a gun all the way down South Florida because they can't find it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We still got that 
bicentennial 1100 hanging out over there. I'm surprised nobody snapped that. Oh, yeah, that thing's awesome. Well, you got that stimulus package, don't you? Nope. Oh, sold sold it? it. Oh, I wanted that gun case so bad. Yeah, it was was pretty cool. It's a gun case that looks like a guitar case. And ever since I've seen it, I've been trying to find it on Google, and they're all expensive, but I want one so bad. Are they like four or five hundred bucks? I think they're like 200 and something like that. I don't know. If you can find them. Yeah. Well, if we can get a hold of that phone, man, we can make something happen for you. Mm, for there a, we go. There we go. For about $50, maybe. All right, Curtis, anything happening uh, in your world? Not really. Pretty much um, status quo? No. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do any more eating challenges anytime <laughs> soon. Um, just, hey, if you guys, if you guys ever want to talk about guns or guitars, come hit me up. Heck yeah. And then uh, I would say here in Defiance for the vinyl section, we've expanded. I uh, got another rack in here and kind of like left a lot of breathing room. Got some new Way titles coming in. Activities. Way more room. And we also fixed the vinyl player that uh, somebody broke the re- or needle on for the second time. Yeah. So uh, we're back to that. Please do not fuck up our record player again. Yeah. People just like to like, they're like, oh, let me look. Oh, the needles on here are just so uh, fragile. Yeah. Cartridges cartridges are $55, people. $55. Thanks for that. Thanks a lot. That is the awesome thing about working here, too, is I leave for four days, come back, and the store's moved around, and we got a twice-as-long vinyl section. Mm -hmm. Like. Don't even know that's going on, and you come back, and it's like, dang, looks good. I'm it's sure awesome. there was a group text about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for antlers. Leave him alone. Um, you were busy. Yeah. yeah. There's no surface in Iowa. It's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> He'd been drinking. <laughs> all right, guys. There's nothing else, and I think we're probably at the end of this episode. Um, so, as I said previously, I was Adam Ball. Colin. AJ. Curtis. And until next time, thanks for checking out the PackCast.